time for Wednesday's hour number two on Hashtag Daily K with your host, Peter Bint. Korean dramas, movies and even lyrics. Why is the world paying attention to Korean stories? From classics to modern masterpieces, time to dig deep into the charms of Korean literature. On Check It Out with Paul. Well, we had a little music then, but we switched tack to Korean literature and books, books, books on Check It Out, because Check means book in Korean. Paul's our in-house resident expert. How have you been over the past week? I've been very, very good. I've had a bit of a, 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 a not a sore throat, but mm-hmm. a tired throat. Yes. I woke up yesterday um, and I, 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 my throat was tired and I thought, oh, no. Uh-huh. So I immediately went into the cupboard yep. and I got one of the home kit tests out mm-hmm. and I did the test. Yeah. And it it was fine. It was just I'd done five hours of recording the previous day. <laughs> that so doesn't help the throat usually. It does it does not, so I may be a little bit husky today, but that's all right. It is all right indeedy. And you know, it's so I think psychosomatic in a way. I keep feeling in the mornings, oh my throat today is definitely corona. That's just the fine dust. Yeah, and then I like have a drink of water and I'm like, oh I'm fine. I'm actually okay. Yeah. And then I've done a test a couple of times. My wife's had the same experience a few times over the past few weeks. And uh, I don't know, it seems like I heard one in five of us has now had it in Korea. Yeah, it's, uh, but I mean, we, we, the main thing is we're, we're doing our best to stay safe. Mm-hmm. And that's all we can do, Peter. Absolutely. It's all going to be fine. It is going to be okay for sure. And we have a weekly book, and I've previewed it, a murder mystery today. We have got, it's a very curious murder mystery. It's not all murder mystery, it's something uh-huh. else. It's oh. called... Lemon, yep. and it's by Guan Yosun, and it's translated by Janet Hong, and it is absolutely brilliant. Ooh. Part of it is about you trying to work out who the killer is, uh-huh. and the other part of it is you experiencing the trauma that three women are going through after the event. Oh, three women. That makes me more curious as well. And we're seeing the title on the screen at the moment. I love just the word lemon. And then it just does have a picture of a lemon on the cover of some oh, yeah. versions. Uh, Okie dokie. This is translated by Janet Hong, written by Kwon Yosa Sun. Uh, yes. Have we done this author before? Uh, we have. We've done her a couple of times. We featured her short stories on the show. This is her first novel to be translated into English, so it's exciting. Ooh. We get to feature a full work. Hopefully mm-hmm. not the last one, though, because it is brilliant. Uh, she was born in Andong in Gyeongsangbuk-do province in 1965. She studied Korean literature at Seoul National University and she made her literary debut at the age of 31. She won the Imagination Literary Award for her first novel uh, called Blue Opening, also known as Niche of Green. And she's mm. gone on to win the very big awards, including the Isang Literary Award. Um, she she sort of connects with social issues, I think, and with what's going on in society in her work. And I find I find her writing really fascinating, really mm. engaging, and um, really affecting emotionally. Oh, fantastic. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Janet Hong, we've done a few times. Uh, we have. We've featured a lot of her short story translations, oh. and we featured her full translation of Ha Song Nan's Flowers of Mould last year. Um, 
The one thing we haven't shared, because it's a bit difficult, is she is the most fantastic translator of graphic novels. Oh, she's translated a number of Korean sort of indie graphic novels mm-hmm. into English. I have all of them at home on book, my bookshelf, and oh, I wow. love all of them. Okay, um, but it's a bit difficult to feature graphic novels on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, And so she's a brilliant writer. Uh, her her fiction translations are as good as her graphic novel translations. So I highly recommend checking her out. And a number of her translations of short stories are available online for free. Yeah, and if I could shout out, I think our weekly reader of these books, our narrator Paul Matthews, is fabulous as well. Aww. Lisa Lisa says the accent reminds me of my English teacher. And uh, Sherry Osborne says I think we need to actually get Paul Matthews knighted. Very deserving. Can we send a petition to Buckingham Palace? What's the process? Do we know the process for getting knighted? I think I think he gives someone a lot of money. Okay. Maybe a politician. <laughs> Sherry, if you can start a fundraising drive, we might be able to get this done. Stacy also nominates you. So, Queenie, oh, so kind. Miss Elizabeth, if you are listening, do She's not listening. Thing. No, probably not. It's the not. middle of the night. She's an elderly woman. Yeah, well, She's asleep. She needs she needs her bed rest. Don't elderly people find it difficult to sleep? Like, yeah, but they wake up early in the morning. All right. It's not early in the morning yet. It's late at night. Lizzie, if you're listening on the podcast, do let us know. Get in touch. Uh, so we're, respectful. <laughs> where do You're Madge. Sorry, she's my grandma. That's how I think of her. <laughs> uh, first reading, where do we start? Set the scene for us. We're Mary. starting at the first chapter as one of these three women is remembering or imagining uh, an interview of one of the accused suspects uh, of her sister's murder. Oh, let's take it away. It happened again this time. I'd written that the detective, as he gazed at Han Manu's hands, thought a person doesn't need a whole lot of power to bash in the small head of a girl with smooth, glossy hair. Why had such an unnecessary detail intruded into the scene? A small head, fine, but hair that's smooth and glossy has no bearing on the way someone is struck. The detective would have never added such a useless detail while questioning a suspect. Of course, my sister's dazzling beauty, clearly displayed even by her lifeless body, may have crossed his mind all of a sudden. It doesn't matter if he imagined these things or not. The problem is that this kind of excess keeps slipping into that imagined scene. What I've done is project my own thoughts and desires onto the detective. Does this mean I'm still not free? Then I'm not free, not one iota from those smooth, fair, irrelevant details from 16 years ago. Those endless memories of my sister's loveliness, which had made me undergo plastic surgery, turning my own face into a crude patchwork of her features. It's true. My sister was beautiful, unforgettably so. She was perfection, bliss personified. But more than anything, she was at that mythical age, 18. Who dared destroy her lovely form? Was it Han Manu, Shin Jung Jun, or a third figure? Now I know. Not who killed my sister, but who didn't. No, that's not true. I know who the murderer is. That's why I did what I did. And I know I'll never be free from this crime until the day I die. I hear my mother's voice and a child laughing. 
The child's laugh rings like a bell announcing my guilt. Soon this child will enter elementary school and I'll become a school parent. Before June of my 16th year, I never imagined I'd be living this way. Not once have I desired this kind of life, yet here I am. What meaning then could life possibly hold? I didn't desire such a life for myself, but at the same time, I can't say I didn't choose it. Welcome to Arirang Radio. Uh, messages from Tropic Girl here in the Caribbean saying, Ooh, what an interesting first read. Was the sister directly involved in her sister's murder? Ooh. Or she knows more than she ought to? Ooh. All those questions were arising in my mind. Of course. Well. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl Osborne saying in the murder mysteries, it's never the person you think it is. Mm. I find it interesting that she's so focused on her hair and beauty. Mm. Almost like it's easier to focus on the things that were a big deal while she was still alive and a way to not think about the murder. Oh. And uh, Leon Teo, who's just done reading Lemon, he mm-hmm. says in 2016, Guan, your son published a short story called You Do Not Know. She later expanded it and published it as Lemon, which was published in its home country in 2019. Absolutely correct, Leon. You've done your homework. Well Very impressive. Done. I hope you enjoyed the book as much as I did, because I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, some of you were requesting that we preview the next week's book, and that's what we did from last week. So I wonder who else has maybe read it or got it on loan or is planning to buy it. Do let us know or read some messages. So, does this sister from the first reading know for sure who murdered her sister? Because it seems like she's in her mind changing what she thinks. I don't. I know who it wasn't. Oh no, I know who it was. Yeah, she thinks she knows. Oh, but this this book is like a jigsaw puzzle. You have to put the pieces together yourself. Oh. So at the start of the story, we don't really have a clue, mm-hmm. but. There are clues throughout. Mm-hmm. So the book is basically, it's its really fascinating how it's done. It's split into eight chapters. Okay. And they're each narrated by one of three women. Uh-huh. So the first chapter we listen to, narrated by Daon, the sister of the murdered girl, Heon. Okay. Then there's Sanghee, who's Daon's old school friend. Mm-hmm. And then there's Terim, who was a girl who was one of the last people to see Heon alive. Oh, wow. Okay. So it doesn't seem like... I, I thought it might be all family members, but not necessarily. No, no. no but they were all in the same class together. They all know each other. Oh, I see. Yeah. So in this first chapter, Shorts, Darwin is imagining this interrogation that took place back in 2002 when the murder happened. Oh, so this murder has been long. Yeah, 16 years ago. So Han Manu, schoolboy, accused of murder um, of her sister, and a police detective is taking him through his statement and sort of basically accusing him of lying. Oh. Because he claims he saw her on the way back from doing a chicken delivery. He was Mm -hmm. working at a chicken shop. Yeah. But some of the details, including what she was wearing, are not right. Oh. And he finally confesses that a girl, Tedim, hitched a ride on the back of his scooter Mm -hmm. and peered into the car that Heon was in and told him about it. Told him what she was wearing. It's not first hand. Yeah. So this is where it gets complicated. So there are two suspects. There's rich boy, Shin Jongjun, mm-hmm. and poor boy, Han Manu. Mm. Both have alibis. Okay. So the murder is never actually solved. Oh, dear. 
And then in the second chapter, Poem 2006, we get it from Sangi's perspective. She bumps into Down several years after the murder. Mm-hmm. And Down is wearing this very distinctive yellow dress. She's very thin. She's had lots of plastic surgery. She doesn't look good. Oh, no. But she sort of looks a little more like her sister. Interesting. And they talk about what's happened in the intervening years. And Sangi relates to us, basically tells her her view of what happened with the murder, oh, okay. what was going on. In the next chapter... Lemon 2010, we go back to Down's perspective. And she tells us of the hardships that she and her mother faced after her sister's death. She mm. she left school for a year. She oh, couldn't no. go back. It was so traumatizing. And she also explains her relationship with her sister. She was the little sister, but she basically looked after her. Oh. And her sister was a little bit strange in her behavior sometimes. Okay. Not exactly a normal girl, but a very beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. We also learn that Heon is not her original name. Her original name is Heun. Mm. But because her father had a provincial accent, he kept pronouncing it Heon, and okay. so they went for Heon instead. Okay. And, well, their father died in a car crash when they were young. Oh, no. And so, so it's a, a deeply devastating part of her life. Mm-hmm. And then we learn that 10 years after Heon's death, Daon gave her mother a baby named Heon. Oh, as in had a granddaughter. Uh Oh. Well, and in the next chapter, okay. Rope 2010, uh-huh. we hear Tatum, the girl who saw Heon just before her died, yeah. calling the 24 7 lifeline and speaking to a therapist. Oh. She's very rambling, she's very upset. She's actually married now to Shin Jong Jun, <gasps> one of the suspects. Oh, no. And she's worried about her husband and what he may have done in the past. And that's where we'll pick it up. All right, I'll talk about what happened. I, I want to, at least briefly. I, actually, I, I'll try to be as detailed as possible. I, I don't think I'll be able to talk about anything else if I leave out what happened. So, going back to the very beginning, he and I used to be in a serious relationship. Everyone thought we were perfect for each other. Everyone, I, I mean our friends, of course. His friends, my friends, they all thought so. Everyone envied us. We really did share a perfect, innocent love. If we'd been able to go on like that, I know we could have been happier than anyone out there. But all of a sudden, she got in the way. Another girl. She came in between us, and I I didn't know what to do. I had no idea he'd changed that fast. I couldn't believe it. Did he love her? Did he love her? No, no, he didn't love her. Of course not. It wasn't love. The only thing she had going for her was her looks. She was that kind of girl, stuck up, got the worst grades in school. You won't believe how dumb she was. An airhead like that got between us and he, he, it was just for fun. You know how guys get, maybe he was trying to make me jealous. I swear he never loved her, not for a second. That's right. All he wanted was to have a little fun, the way you play around with a toy. But when things didn't go the way he wanted, he got frustrated. He just can't stand not getting his way. So that's probably why he wanted to get rid of her. Pardon? What did you say? Me? Why? Why would I do that to her? I I was talking about him, not me. He must have gotten so frustrated he wanted to kill her. No, of course he didn't want to kill her for real. He probably just wanted to give her a little scare. Why? I'm not sure. Can you believe she tried to seduce him by wearing nothing under her dress? I mean, she met him not just without a bra, but without any underwear. So is that why he killed her? Of course not. Doctor, how can you say such a thing? He said he didn't kill her. I mean, he didn't kill her. He really didn't.
Oh, this is Terim's point of view, yeah. right? She seems to be tying herself up in all sorts of knots. I'm a little suspicious about whether it was her too. It seems like the person on the call line is like that. But was it her? Was it Shin, her hus- husband? I don't think it's Shin, okay. the husband, in my opinion. Right. At this point in the book, I have a pretty good idea of what had happened. Oh. I'm not going to spoil anything, though. Okay. I'm not going to give you the answers that perhaps you're looking for. Mm. In the next chapter, Knees, 2010, Down. Eight years on, goes to confront Han Manu. Now, she believes him to be the murderer. The chicken delivery guy. At that time, yes. Okay. Um, but he's in a sorry state. Oh, he's no. lost one leg to bone cancer. He's <gasps> living in really poor conditions. And he claims to be innocent. He tells her what he knows. And for some reason, she keeps on coming back again and again to visit him. And on the fifth time, she gets to meet his little sister, Sanu. Okay. And the two girls end up talking for hours after Manu goes to sleep. And she learns a lot about the family, and she sort of connects with the family. Mm-hmm. And we also get the feeling that she's discovered something, that she's found a clue. Oh, but perhaps. it's not too obvious. Mm, I'm oh. not saying anything. Okay. Then in God 2015, we're back with Terim, and she's talking with another doctor mm-hmm. about how her baby was abducted three years ago. What? Okay, this is linking to earlier when you talked about a baby, <clears throat> I suppose. Maybe. So the babysitter <laughs> returned home from shopping and discovered the stroller was empty. Uh-oh. Somehow the baby had gone missing on that trip out. And Teddy rambles and she talks about the past and her religion and about cursed lives. What a tragedy. And then in Sarcoma 2017, (laughs) Sangi tells us how she met Daon years later and how much she had changed. Mm -hmm. She's gained weight. She's not not thin and fragile anymore. And she looks happy. That's good. And they talk about how they've been, and then the conversation turns to the death of Sangi's father and death in general. Mm. Music. News. Information. Everything about Korea. Arirang. Arirang. Radio. Death carves a clear line between the dead and the living, she said in a solemn tone. The dead are over there and the rest of us are over here. When someone dies, no matter how great they were, it's like drawing a permanent line between that person and the rest of humanity. If birth means begging to join the side of the living, then death has the power to kick everyone out. That's why I think death, with its power to sever things forever, is far more objective, more dignified than birth, which is the starting point of everything. Daun spoke calmly, as if she were reading from a book. Daun had walked this path for a long time. She had mulled over these thoughts until no rough edges remained, to the extent that her views on death seemed more terrifying, more resigned than ones held by those on death's doorstep. Death turns us into junk. In the blink of an eye, we become meaningless, like scraps. As soon as I heard this, I thought of Heon. When I recalled her beauty, which had turned us into scraps in an instant, a beauty so staggering, I found myself wondering if it actually existed. My heart surged. Some people have that effect on others, even when they're alive. For example, I hesitated for a moment and said her name. Heon, your sister. When we were with her, we were just scraps. We were nothing. Down smiled. It was closer to a grimace like the one I'd seen on her face at the library cafe a long time ago. Sangyeonni, did I ever tell you we changed my sister's name? When I told her she hadn't, she explained that Heon had originally been named Heon, but our dad... I tried my best to pay attention to what she was saying, but I couldn't. 
What I'd overheard Down say on the phone kept ringing in my ears. How's Heian, mother? Has she said Heian or Heon? Heian? Heon? Mother? I realised Down was staring at me. In order to appear as though I were listening, I nodded. My mother still thinks that, believe it or not, she said, and closed her mouth. I didn't know what her mother still thought, but one thing was clear. In the lives of both Down and her mother, there was now a different Heon or Heon, and I couldn't help but find this fact chilling. Big mystery still, if I feel. What's going on here? Do we find out? I found out. Closure? I did. As in, you feel you know, or it's made clear in the book? Not made clear in the book. Okay. But the clues are all there. It's a bit like, do you remember, um, spoiler alert for anyone Mm -hmm. back in 1999, do you remember Sixth Sense? Yes. And do you remember (laughs) when you got to the end of the Sixth Sense and you went, oh. Mm -hmm. And then when you watched it again, you went, Oh. oh, you see all the clues. Yeah. yeah, the clues are all there, and uh-huh. Guan leaves little breadcrumbs for you, but okay. she never explicitly states everything. Um, it's one of those books that that really does well when you read it a second time. I oh, think. Oh wow, okie dokie. So mm, I guess there's no spoiler to give. It's up to you to read the book and get to that conclusion. Yeah, I'm not yourself. telling you what happened. Um, on there is journey. one last chapter. Oh, it's called Dusk 2019, and Down gives us some final thoughts. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have to buy the book <laughs> to find out what she thinks. Oh wow, that sounds brilliant. Sherry Osborne and uh, Kay, they both came to a similar conclusion, or at least thought that something was a bit of a, uh, I don't know, like a, a red flag. They say, how did she know, I think talking about Tedim, that the murdered girl was not wearing underwear, or at least when she was trying to seduce her boyfriend? Very good question. Oh, very good question. Really? Because I thought, no, that just is a red herring. I don't think that has any significance, but does it? I'm oh not saying goodness. anything. And Sherry also says it really did sound like Teddy was trying to convince themselves of something while waffling on to those doctors on those hotlines. You might think that I couldn't possibly comment. Mm. Uh, Siska saying this book should have a movie or a drama version or it already has. <laughs> I don't think it has yet, but mm-hmm. yeah, it would make a fantastic series. Mm. Um, but the book, I think, will always be better than any adaptation. And Leon is asking, he wonders which part of the short story is in the expanded version Lemon. I wondered that too, Leon. I don't have an answer for you, but I would like to know. Mm. Um, and certainly, well, I love the whole book. Yeah, oh, that's a good recommendation for this time around. So in terms of cultural implications that we sometimes come across at the end here, Paul, are we saying that this is like a great kind of insight into how families feel families of victims of maybe murder but maybe not necessarily just murder it's a families coping with death Mm. death of a loved one and the trauma that comes out of it and there's a really interesting reaction this the english translation to this book came out in 2021 Uh but the original korean came out in 2019 okay and at that time korean readers and korean critics a lot of them all got a similar feel from the book and Mm -hmm. for many it reminded them of the sewol ferry disaster oh really yeah so for those who don't know this is this was a a tragic moment in korean history that none of us will ever forget Mm. those of us who who were there who mm-hmm. were here in Korea on that day this was back 16th of April 2014 
there was a ferry mm -hmm. that was going from Incheon to Jeju, I think it was, yeah. and it was filled with high school kids, mm -hmm. and it sank, and uh, hardly any passengers were able to be rescued. Mm. 304 passengers died. Most of them were kids, high school kids. Absolute tragedy, wasn't it? Yeah. Unfolded and on the news as well. It was, because we, we were all watching... Powerless to do anything, mm. um, as President, ex-President Park Geun-hye was doing a hair. <laughs> yeah, she was nowhere to be seen, right? Yeah, and that led to, basically, that, that led to her impeachment, mm -hmm. the candlelight pro protest that went on during the years following that. So um, does this book approach that in any direct no, way? No, it okay. never mentions it, but people go, hmm, lemon, uh -huh. yellow. Oh. The symbolism of yellow, because for anyone who's been in Korea for the past few years, especially after 2014, the yellow ribbon became a symbol of solidarity. Yes. Um, so Dawn wears the yellow dress uh -huh. as she's trying to get revenge or find out the truth. Mm. So there's all these connections. But it's at his heart, I can see why people think that, because it is about that pain and trauma. And if you've ever lost a loved one too soon... Mm. For example, I'd, I lost one of my best friends when he was only 21. Oh, goodness. Yeah, suddenly was diagnosed with cancer. Six months later, he passed away. That was it. Yeah, but I recognize that trauma in these women dealing with what has happened. Mm. And as well, it's a really exciting murder mystery. Yeah, it, it does seem that it doesn't deal with grief in an easy-to-kind-of-package way. It seems like it takes form in sometimes disturbing ways as well maybe shows how difficult things can be to deal with in a proper quote-unquote way which yeah. i don't know makes it all the more real i feel reading this story yeah i really hope that people come uh, and read lemon and i'd love to know after you've read it what your feelings and thoughts are if you oh. have read it you can always message me on social media and let me know what you think but I loved this book. I think it's brilliantly translated and it's well worth getting your hands on. Fantastic. Do let us know about that. Today's prize winner for Talk To Me in Korean, we are going to give it to Lisa Lisa on uh, YouTube. Do send us your email address and we will let you know how to claim your prize. Can you do the TTMIK thing? Because you didn't do it last week and we had some complaints from listeners. Well, okay, so... So, so it's talk to me in Korean. There we go. Thank you. I feel like a big release there. I'm terribly sorry. I've had a lot on my plate. We also have Ixam Lee on board saying about the sale disaster. Well, what did the captain do at the time? Yeah, well, yeah, that's, the less yeah. said about that, the better. We've, all, we've also got the rest stop Adirang replying on the message board hey guys it's not your time yet i don't think they even listen then he's put his thumbs up oh yeah, my stop goodness right that's we've it. got 15 minutes this is our time I'm leave get, us alone let's get on his show <laughs> after yeah. 11 yeah we're gonna message okay. you daddy Hong. ruin his chat um <laughs> before i go i just want to say next week's book if 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 you like leon and you mm -hmm. want to read along if you want to follow next week's book is by an author we've covered before it is Miracle on Cherry Hill by uh -huh. Hang Sun Mi, translated by Chiang Kim. Uh, so if you want to get your hands on that Miracle on Cherry Hill, that is the book I will be reading for you next week. Thanks, as always, to the Literature Translation Institute of Korea for the help with copyright permission of this story. Thank you to Guan Your Son for her excellent story and to Janet Hong for a brilliant translation. I'll be back next week. Thank you so much, Paul. Take a breather and we'll see you on Wednesday. Goodbye. You can listen to Check It Out with Paul Matthews on Adidang Radio's Hashtag Daily K every Wednesday from 10am KST.